0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And
1: I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon.
0: Uh, you know, it's a very warm day here in Ann Arbor. You know, a lot of our Disgustingly listeners warm are day. not from here. So I, I think, you know, they'd like to know what, what the weather's like here. You know, a football game approaching. Uh, I'm fine by it. I know, you know, Ryan, is no. uh, he's hot if it's under 50. Uh, 60. Sorry, above 50. Yes. Then, you're, then you're hot. Um But yeah, homecoming weekend coming up. Iowa Hawkeyes coming to town, noon kick. Uh, But let's look back first. Michigan with a fifty-two to nothing win over Rutgers, continuing a trend. It's now five years in a row that Michigan has absolutely destroyed Rutgers. We said last week it seemed like the perfect time to be playing Rutgers for Michigan, and we were correct. Of course, it was only Rutgers. That is something that a lot of people are going to be were saying are saying after that win. Uh, I guess I'll ask you guys if there's anything kind of opponent independent that you still like because I got one big one, uh, but I'm happy to let you guys. go I kind of want to know what
1: your big one is first. I mean, I'm really intrigued now that
0: there was only one turnover and yeah. it was it was an interception, but they did not fumble the ball once. Uh, that had been a major problem all season, and yeah, you could say well, that the opponent plays plays a role yeah, in that. Especially Fine, when, but <laughs> when oh, the
1: opposing teams' the defensive line is not. Coming down or busting through the line and putting pressure on Shea
0: Patterson, absolutely. But thing. there were there were plenty of just self inflicted. There were still, yeah. you know, someone was getting tackled on almost yeah. every play, sure. and uh, there wasn't a there. They didn't put the ball on the floor. Uh, they had they, again. They had just the one the one turnover. Um, that would that would be my thing. That they they actually protected the ball. Um, yeah. That be and Anything else that you, that you like that you can say, well, or even if it was just Rutgers, whatever, what do you want to say that you like?
2: I, I think for for Michigan and the fans, it was nice to see these guys healthy, some of them healthy again. It sounds like Shea Patterson's closer to normal. Don Peoples-Jones looked like to be his normal self again. He's um, still questioned whether Zach Schrebin, is 100%. Um, John Runyon, even this week, Jim Harbaugh said that he thought he looked a lot better this week than the previous weeks. So I think for Michigan's sake, you, you mentioned turnovers, which are great, and they needed a game like this mm-hmm. where they were relatively clean offensively. But I think more so than anything, they needed health and, and just getting these guys back, playing with one another again like like they used to be. Um, I think that's been the key, that's one of the keys to this, getting this offense going. They needed it. To, like you mentioned, they needed a game like Rutgers. And almost I think if Michigan had an ideal world, they would have played this game before Wisconsin. Um, but you know, this is how it happens. They got a win. They were expected to get a big win. Um, I don't think we gleaned a ton that that was a thing after the game. I I came away from Saturday's game thinking, okay, they did what they had, they had to do. They did what they're supposed to do. Now let's see them do it against, against someone else.
1: My my big thing was that there, there was no drop off when the, when the backups came out, came Mm -hmm. out. There was a lot of young guys that came in and played Joe Milton three for four passing through a nice touchdown pass. Uh, some of the guys on the defensive side, like Dax Hill, was in the game a lot more, made a couple big plays, uh, had a big hit on special teams. Um, Chris Hinton died in the game a little bit at defensive tackle. Giles Jackson caught his first touchdown pass. Um, so yeah, I mean, even in the fourth, third, late in the third quarter, and in, in, in the fourth quarter, there wasn't a huge drop off when the when the backups and reserves came in the game, and they got some valuable experience that could help them out later on down the road if there are a few more injuries that that arise.
2: One more takeaway for me, and this came during, I think, regular play, not necessarily late in the game, but Cam McGrone. I think Michigan may have found its starting middle linebacker for, like, moving forward. Josh Ross is out right now at this point. He's doubtful again against Iowa. Cam McGrone got his first start middle linebacker on Saturday. I thought the guy was exceptional. He was all over the field. It uh,
1: felt like a little every, bit of Devin Bush in him. A little bit. It
2: felt like every play he was somewhere. His name's been called. Or you saw him involved in the play. He only ended up, I think, with one tackle and and a quarterback hurry, but I think he could have gotten more. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh is complimentary again of him this week. Uh, he said he's been rising in practice the last few weeks. He's been showing something. Um, McGrone, I think, is, is a player to watch. And I'm hesitant to compare him to Devin Bush because it's so early in the game. Um,
0: but he's going to be a guy to watch in the next Cam groan it sounds like a hard-hitting linebacker um yeah i mean uh said he was going to play after that wisconsin performance he's going to play uh the guys um you know he's you know, who were hustling and, and making plays out there uh now this is not a case of someone you know necessarily really getting benched in the favor of macgraw like you said ross was hurt uh but still uh, made, you know made made the most of his opportunity um and yeah it turned out to be the final game for uh, Chris Ash. Uh, just, yeah. just yesterday, I realized that uh, I asked the final question of the Chris Ash era uh, <laughs> at the press conference. Um, so, yeah, he is he is out, and uh, the brother of a Michigan assistant, yeah, uh, yeah. Anthony Campanelli, who's an assistant on the Michigan staff. He coaches the linebackers. linebackers. Uh, his is one of his older brothers, uh, Nunzio, Nunzio Campanelli, yeah, right. is. Uh, is taking over as the interim coach. Um, so yeah, something, something to watch there. See how you know Rutgers can can respond. I don't think like it's going to matter the rest of the year.
2: You have <laughs> to wonder. And, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm not speculating. I have no inside knowledge on this at all. But Michigan has two New Jersey guys on staff, and Chris Partridge yep. and, and Anthony Campanelli. Now Campanelli was asked about the potential for him maybe coaching. It was kind of off. It was off yeah. a joke a few weeks ago before the Rutgers last week before the Rutgers yeah. game. Campanelli was asked about potentially, you know, A, his brother being a coach there, but B, you know, the future a, a, coaching. Um, I have to wonder if these guys, you know, maybe get a look at some point. I don't think they, they'd be, like, serious candidates because they haven't had had coaching experience before. I don't know what Rutgers is looking for. But if you're Rutgers at the school, I mean, you, want, you probably want some folks with, you know, credentials in the state and everything else. So he, I, he's on the list. Yeah. I mean, our
0: uh, uh, NJ.com, or one of our sister sites under the Advanced Umbrella, uh, you know, published a, a list of potential candidates and uh, Campanelli's name was was on it for sure. I, I guess I'm not sure if Chris Partridge's name was, was on there or not, um, but Anthony Campanelli's was. Um, he does have in his contract uh, that if he were to take the Rutgers job uh, there would be no no buyout owed, which kind of felt strange to me for an assistant, especially not a not a coordinator that that would even really be necessary. I, I didn't think that Michigan or any other school would really stop someone from going and take a head coaching job somewhere. But okay, uh, so I don't know. It was it was on his mind at least when he when he inked that contract. Um, but uh, yeah, again, something to watch. I wrote about the talent in New Jersey last week. Uh, they've always been on that list of of sort of sleeping giant programs just because of the. Uh, the talent that's there in New Jersey, but um, you know, He's it's a been, a, been a while since and you they've played with a famous
1: former uh, Rutgers alum, too, didn't you? I did.
0: He played. Yeah. He played for the coach Greg Schiano, who now is being uh, you know considered to possibly return to his uh, to, to Rutgers, and uh, I don't know, kind of kind of save the program, I guess. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, we got some work ahead of there. You know, they're like you mentioned, they're in the Big Ten now. They're in a tough
2: East Division. Right. They're stacked with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, it's just it's so difficult to win. Uh they're gonna have to find someone, I mean, to to give that program a jolt again. I mean they've been there before. I mean, not just in the Big Ten, but they've been they've been at the Pinnacle College football before. So
0: it can be done, but it's got you
2: know, a long road ahead.
0: Yeah, I saw Jeff Monken, the army yeah. coach, was actually on that, that list on NJ.com. And to me that, that kinda of makes a lot of sense to kind of go that route with the with the sort of Triple option and try to compete. Yeah. You know, not try to just out, mm-hmm. you know, outperform you man to man by kind of you know so switch different. things up. But anyway, this is not a Rutgers podcast; it's a Michigan football <laughs> podcast, and uh, that game is in the rear view. And just uh, a
1: Michigan football podcast. You're not going to talk any hoops today. Did I say Michigan just, football?
0: Yeah, okay, well, it's a Mich- Yeah, we'll be talking hoops later for sure. Uh, but right now, we're still on the football track uh, with Iowa coming up. Um, Iowa. You know, I, I looked at. Uh, and Vuk, you can add this on the scoring side, but I was just looking. Uh, I always got the number five total defense in the country as far as yards per game allowed, and four of the top seven in the country come from the Big Ten. That's the same thing on the, yeah, the
1: scoring side. Yeah, yeah I, I was third on the scoring side mm-hmm. at 8.5 points per game. And yeah. the top four are all from the Big Ten.
0: So this will be a legitimate test. Iowa kind of is what a lot of people often think about Iowa. They're not, ne- you know, n- not a ton of skill, maybe in speed, and they're not going to hang 50 on you, but, um, you know, good defensive team. And, and right, they've, they've got, uh, you know, strength and size, and uh, it'll, it'll be a legitimate challenge for Michigan. So, I mean, like, like you guys said, this is, you, you're looking to see how Michigan plays in this one, given how they performed the last time they played a ranked team. It did not go well. Yeah. I mean,
2: they're, they're very similar to Wisconsin. You know, and Harbaugh acknowledged that this week. You know, like you mentioned, the physicality and the size up front. Uh, they do have some athletic linebackers, some better ones in the Big Ten. Uh, it's a program that's – they've, they've – like Michigan, they've won a lot of football games in recent years. under Kirk Ferris, they just haven't been able necessarily to get to the top. Um, they, they have difficult, difficulty at times recruiting some of the skill positions just because I think location and – and program and everything else, but it's a team, the 4-0, um, you know, they come in here uh, with an experienced quarterback, Nate Stanley, uh, looking at his numbers right now, he's completed nearly 65% of his throws for nearly a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. So he doesn't turn the ball over, over a ton. Um, you know, they, they don't do anything spectacularly well, but they do some of the basic fundamentals about as well as you can find. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I think this game could be decided on Saturday. I think Michigan right now as at last check, they're only five-point favorites. Uh, three when I checked this almost, like a couple it's hours ago. So it's I even changed. So I, I suspect, and I, I was thinking about this when you asked me to do my prediction for the, today, but it's probably going to be a close game. Uh, it's to come down, I think, the, who had the fewer turnover, fewest turnovers and mistakes. Uh, and if Michigan, like you know, like we saw against Rutgers on Saturday, if they can keep it clean offensively, they'll, they'll have a shot to win. But if we see the same team that comes out like they did against Wisconsin, following the football, turning it over, I I find I find a hard time find it find it being a hard time Michigan wins this game,
0: but you got to win this game for Michigan. I mean, I like so. the, there's a reason that they were underdogs, you know, at Wisconsin, and now they're favored here, uh, despite you know getting just shellacked at Wisconsin, and, and home field is just so huge in in college sports. So yeah, you get you get as we've talked about, the schedule sets up that there's you know a lot of the more marquee opponents are at home, um, and Iowa being being the uh, the first one up here so uh yeah you gotta win i mean you lose this game first of all it's your second loss of the season second loss within the big 10 um and yeah then what what really hope would there be to go on the road and beat penn state or or beat notre dame or michigan state or ohio state or things like that so um, i think it's just uh they're uh it's just a huge huge game here uh you know still somewhat early in the season yeah i think
2: so folks on Monday referenced it as a measuring stick game and I really mm-hmm. think it is in just in terms of how, how far Michigan has come in the last couple of weeks, in terms of cleaning some up cleaning up some of the mistakes, getting the offense to finally gel. Uh, we're gonna find out if this Michigan team can can put it back together and and find some you know you know, find water again and maybe potentially make a run because if they come out flat again like they did against Wisconsin, uh, you know, and, and lose this game we could be talking about a seven and five or eight and four season just based on the schedule, the difficulty of schedule you just you just mentioned. Uh, I think before the year, I remember when we looked at the schedule before the year. At least I did. I looked at this Iowa game as a win. I, I figured maybe it would be close mm-hmm. because based on how well Iowa plays, but Michigan is at home. I figured the offense would have it together by this point, and maybe they have. You know, they play well against Rutgers. We're going to find out if they really have it together against Iowa.
0: Yeah, I agree. The debate I, I remember early in the season was over the. You know, the game at Wisconsin, the Penn State game, Mm -hmm. uh, the Notre Dame game, and really the Ohio State game. Like, those home runs with Iowa and Michigan State, I think we we gave both those programs credit, but felt like at home, you got to get that done. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, keep going back to what – not just we, because – fine we're we're insiders here but you know, sometimes you're almost too close to it. a lot of the national people too i mean phil Steele comes to mind had michigan winning the big 10 this year so you know have we seen enough to just completely throw all of that out the window i mean i think maybe you know there's still somewhere in between and yeah. you know there, there's still time to reach that that level that people you know expected from them
2: i think we see a, 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 a comp- another complete game a, a another good effort you know relatively turnover-free on Saturday offensively against Iowa. I think there's room to believe that maybe this Michigan team could eventually have it. Mm-hmm. But I think going down, they've got they've got to show that they can do it. If they don't, uh, we're going to be back here next week talking about where this program goes. Folks that Harbaugh, the Heat will probably be on Harbaugh again, at least from the outside. Um, so it's it's a very important game, not only, I think, for the, the, this, the, the offense, just showing whether or not the, it is legitimate and they've gotten everything together. But it, it's an important game for I think the rest of the season because the players talked about it this week. But Brent Bredesen acknowledged it. Um, one loss you, you can try and get over. And you, mm-hmm. can, you can. You, the season is not completely over from a title standpoint. But two losses, especially within the conference, is basically you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a lot to go right for you. You need an Ohio State to collapse. Right. Uh, you need a Penn State to lose some games. Uh, they have to win this game on Saturday if they want. To, to be be thought of in that Big Ten
0: title picture, you know, come to something. Absolutely, there, there's really nothing to complain about last week with the Rutgers game. It's just given given the opponent, there was just not that much to gain there. We knew going in, we there was not, mm-hmm. we weren't going to learn a ton. Uh, we did say we talked some some hoops here, so we will. Uh, Big Ten men's basketball media day is uh Wednesday in the Chicago area singular right yeah it's just one day um so yeah Jawan Howard will be there representing the program as well you know all 14 head coaches and then each school brings two or three players Michigan will bring uh Xavier Simpson John Teske and Isaiah Livers uh so plenty of stories to come Wednesday Thursday Friday and into next week on MLive.com slash Wolverines uh but yeah I don't know it's uh We'll learn the all Big Ten team. Um, it's a it's a ten man team, um, so the postseason team is a five man team. But this is ten players. I would expect uh, Xavier Simpson to be on it, but no other Wolverines would expect his uh, his counterpart in East Lansing, Cassius Winston, to be the uh, Big Ten preseason player of the year. Is there um, any honorable
1: mentions or anything like that? Or
0: just um, no. I think they just put out the ten man 10, right. team. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, I had I had a vote for it. Uh, So yeah, I don't, they tell us not to discuss our votes at a time. So I I guess, I I guess, I I guess I won't, but, uh, I don't know what I just said about Xavier Simpson would apply to my ballot. (laughs) How about that? Um, but, uh. But, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any questions when, about when, it. I guess, yeah, what
2: can be gleaned tomorrow from Jawan Howard? And, and, I mean, obviously they have plenty played games yet. They just started practice. What do you think can be gleaned at this point? Sure,
0: yeah. I mean, he can't talk much, you know, about recruiting right. just right. by rules. But, um, yeah, they've been practicing now. Right. Um, you know, he was – the last time we talked – it's been a, been a long time since we talked to him. Uh, that was July. Right. So, right. no matter what, just it's just a long period of time. But they've had actual practices now, not just what he was calling like – workouts. So yeah, I mean, if he chooses to be coy about kind of what systems are running, that's fine, but something is being installed for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, as opposed to before he hope. could say, yeah. right, it was just workouts and individual stuff. So um, at the very least, you know, asking the players about kind of what, yeah, you know, what practices are looking like from, you know, as far as Juwan's, uh style, um, you know, how, how the assistants are kind of, how they're divvying up responsibilities at practice, uh, you know, how the, the two freshmen are, are, are looking Cole Badgeman and Franz Wagner. Um, yeah, kind of, and then you know just typical what what players have stood out as far as their you know off season development and, and things like that. Um, you know, because there are some there are questions. There are you know you, yeah. you know you probably not you know what you're going to get, but you have reliable pieces uh, with Simpson and Teske and, and Livers even. Um, but then there's others who have played. Sparingly, or in the mm. case of the freshman, you know, not at all at the college level. Um, that will have a huge, uh, a huge say in how this season goes for Michigan. Um, you know, the Big Ten as a whole—they um, don't put out any. Uh, we don't vote on any actual uh, poll. Neither do the coaches. Um, it's very bizarre. The Big Ten's always been weird about this with yeah. basketball. There was the, but there is the one athletic at one point. They at one point, they, poll, at one though, point they put three teams like they would just hear the top three, and that was it. You'd vote, and then be the top three. Would, would be announced and you would have no idea what was for through whatever. Um, but, you know, obviously Michigan State is, is going to be uh, is number, number one team in the whole country most likely when that AP poll comes out later this month. Uh, and then, you know, a, a lot of, you know, people are high on Ohio State and, and Maryland, um, Purdue even. I mean, but Michigan's like right in there in that like second tier of, you know, uh, could finish. You know, as high as a two, maybe, and you know, as low as nine, ten. I mean, how, it's, it's hard how to say. is
2: that? I mean, that's really different from previous years, right? In the last few years. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, when of... you
0: are going to hear these coaches say what they say, probably oh, in every sport, which is you know, oh, the league is so balanced right. and it's wide open and all this stuff. But, but no, I'd, I'd say yes. That that's that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, um, hmm. it, it is interesting. I, mean, I think you you kind of know who those, those bottom three, probably a consensus that'll be. Northwestern, Nebraska, and and, and Rutgers, and Rutgers. Um, but Rutgers <laughs> not not truly in the bottom. Like they would not be; um, they'd be ahead of probably those other two teams I just mentioned. So, uh, yeah, it should be should be uh, interesting to hear. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Delaney still addressing yes, us as commissioner, is. but he still is. So, when mm. is that? Does that end at like the end of this uh, month, or when is it? January, maybe January, maybe January maybe one? Yeah, yeah, it goes yesterday. to the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, I guess his his West last or, time uh, is like correct. So, uh, yeah, no, it'll be. It'll be uh, be interesting, you know, get all these coaches and players in one place and it's uh, a long day. At least for football they split it up. You know,
2: like yeah. Yeah, I mean it's the same number of schools in football and basketball, but at least you know, football they would split it up and do half half the conference one day, half the other. You get you get them all all one day. It is
0: a long day. I yeah. feel I feel very prepared though. I mean if I don't know if any of the other B writers uh you know, Michigan B writers listen to this podcast that they do. I mean, I wouldn't even bother going because I've had this thing covered <laughs> yeah. from all angles.
1: So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it should be, should be fun. Um, yeah, there, there is no hockey big 10 media day, yeah, but, there, but I, saw I will you. be going to, uh, to practice, uh, this week and, and, uh, doing a few preview stories leading up to their uh, opener on October 11th against Clarkson. Although they do have uh, an exhibition game on Sunday against Windsor. Um, but yeah, the, the regular season gets going here in less than two weeks, so that's hockey season's right around the corner. Michigan's predicted to finish sixth out of seventeen. I, seven I teams. saw that. Where
0: did that poll come from? Is that right? It's to the, right? Coaches, the coaches, coaches, coaches. Yes. coaches okay. Yes. So
1: uh, last year, I mean, their first place, seven points separated first place from the last place in the Big Ten. So there's a lot of parity in the league. It's it's expected to be pretty balanced at the end this year. Um, but they were picked next to last. year. Yes. Right? So I mean, two years ago they're also pit to finish sixth and they ended up finishing uh third or fourth and went to the frozen four. So mm-hmm. I mean obviously it's yeah it's tough with preseason predictions, especially in hockey. Um but they do have two freshman first round picks, kinda like they did in twenty seventeen with Quinn hughes and Josh Norris. Um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how, how this year, year uh fold or yeah, unfolds. So we'll have check back later this week and next week for a few preview stories with hockey too. It's Wolverine's full go for Wolverine Sports right now. Yeah. Getting to be there. Absolutely. Okay. And you'll have to check your preview video as well yes. with our uh our predictions my, for my, the Michigan yeah. Iowa game. My prediction's in the queue already. I got that fired up ready to go. I still need your guys', so Yeah, I need to make it one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I honestly haven't like come up with one yet. I think it'd be close to game, but I don't mean I don't know. Well, well, we just have to put some final scores here to paper and let me know. I'll
0: yeah, well yeah. do. All right, well I'm off to uh Chicago, did I think I might be watching You know, a wild-card game uh, between the Mets and the Cubs at Wrigley Field tonight? I, at one <laughs> point, I thought it was a possibility, oh, yeah. but it is not. I have to settle for the Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young from my New York
1: Metropolitans. Hey, better than what the Tigers did this year. So. There we go. All <laughs> Metro, right. Yeah. Well, that's all for this episode
0: of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thank you for listening.
1: This is A-Cast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love.
2: What's going on, everybody? This is Chops from the Load Management Podcast, the premier podcast for all sports content that brings you stories deeper than just the box scores.
1: And when you listen to us, you're going to hear conversations you can't get anywhere else when we have guests on like Alan Iverson, Christian Yelich, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Brown, and Deontay Wilder talking about sports through a complex sports lens. Yes, every single Tuesday, new episodes of the Load Management Podcast, hot takes, deep dives, and stories from your favorite athletes that you've never heard before. This is The premier podcast for your listening pleasure. Load Management, every Tuesday, new episode. Check us out. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.